Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Joining us now on the show, a man who is set to join Reggie Miller, Jermaine O'Neal, and Paul George as just the fourth Indiana Pacer to start an all-star game, and he will be doing it right here in the city of Indianapolis at Gamebridge Fieldhouse. But before then, on the road in New York, it is Pacers and Knicks next. Last night against the Boston Celtics, Tyrese Halliburton joining us on the show. Tyrese, thanks so much for the time. How are you? I'm good, my man. How are you? Uh, we cannot complain, man. There's a lot to be excited about. And I, you know, I, I let off by saying there's no such thing as moral victories in professional sports, but I thought last night there were certainly a lot of things to like. We'll get to that. But I want to begin with the burning question, which is this, and I hope it's only the question that's burning. Um, you know, last night, obviously, you were on a minute limitation because of the hamstring that you're still coming back from. Sometimes I think when you go through something where there's a lot of adrenaline, Tyrese, it takes kind of a day to get a real feel for where things are. So how do you physically feel today after playing last night? Uh, I feel good this morning. I feel good this morning. I think that was the plan, uh, hence why there's a minute restriction put in place, is that, you know, you hope that you, you know, ice, get your treatment, whatever, wake up in the morning and feel good and be ready to go. So uh, I feel good this morning um, waking up and moving around and be ready to go against the Knicks uh, tomorrow. And, you know, my goal is to play in the back-to-back with the Kings the next game. And um, I think that if I can show that I can get through three games in four days, that that's encouraging to our medical staff and, um, you know, will help the minutes restriction move along. So you were obviously, I would assume, aware of the minute restriction going into it. I mean, take me through just that process and kind of who leads that conversation. Yeah, there's definitely a constant conversation between everybody involved and making decisions. Um, you know, for me, it's my it's the front office, their coaching staff, their medical staff, my agents. It's everybody uh, coming together and having you know kind of a group conversation as to what's best for me as a player and uh, you know what's going to keep me on the floor the most. Uh, you know, because that's where I want to be at the end of the day. So it's just constant conversation and. Um, you know, I think after the Portland game, my body not reacting the way I wanted to after the game, I think we obviously had to kind of take a step back and, and understand, figure out what we have to do uh, for me to be good, you know, after um, after games and to be able to, you know, play in multiple games going forward and just be healthy. So obviously you are, I mean, I know it's got to be frustrating at times, right, when the game's on the line and you're sitting there, but, um, you know, take me through that, that dichotomy of emotion because I'm, you clearly, I'm assuming that you, you know, you're aware of it. You understand why you're sitting there. But man, isn't there part of you that's like, you know, Reggie Miller said on the broadcast, "Look, if it's me, I'm going in there and I'm saying, just give me three more minutes." How tempting was it? Well, it was. You know, I, everybody knows that I'm a competitor. Like I want to be on the floor. Um, you know, but I think that this being my first game back, we had a really upfront conversation because the, the medical staff knows who I am and what I stand for and how much I'm playing. So it was the coaching staff. And so it was just a conversation of it literally didn't matter how I performed yesterday. These were my minutes and there was nothing I could do to stop that. Uh, so uh, I just got to the point where there was no need for me to, you know, go to the medical staff and have an argument uh, because I was already, I mean, already angry that I 
you know, only played so many minutes anyway. So I'm just trying to do what's right and, and know my big picture and know our team's big picture at the end of the day. I mean, I trust my teammates. Uh, we were still right there to win the game at the end of the day. Um, you know, they made a, a hell of a defensive play there to, you know, kind of clinch the game there. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's frustrating. I'm a competitor at the end of the day. I want to be on the floor. But at the same time, I got to, you know, know the big picture of this and understand I need to be healthy for us to, you know, accomplish everything we want to as a team. Pacers star Tyrese Halliburton is our guest. Tyrese, you're not alone in this, but you, among other players, have expressed your frustration with the 65-game threshold that the NBA has on players that began this season for other awards, All-NBA, MVP, those kind of things that, in your case, directly impact the value of your contract over its life. How mentally taxing is that on you knowing that it's out of your control with these injuries. This hasn't been a load management thing. You're just trying to go through the rigors of an NBA schedule, and now it's being asked of you, of, oh, you can't miss three or four more games, otherwise you're going to get penalized for it. How has that been from the mental side of things through this process? Um, I, I mean, being honest, like obviously it's obviously it's frustrating. Um, I've made my comments known on, on how I feel about it, um, understanding that, this plan. I mean, I, I also understand that this was put in plan, put in play so that you know guys wouldn't load manage as much. You know, keep guys on the floor, and I fully understand. And I'm a supporter of that. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm 23 years old. If I can play 82 games, uh, if I can play 48 minutes a game, 82 games a year, I would. Like, I love basketball. I love competing. I want to play as much as I can. Um, but you know, I can't control being injured and kind of the freak accident that you know, happened to me this year. Uh, so I really have no control over that. Um, you know, so I, I think that it's due to, you know, what our what our league has been in the past and our owners and uh, the league being frustrated by that. And that's completely understandable. Um, but I don't think that this plan was put into play to affect guys that are injured. Um, you see the MVP of our league get hurt last night. And honestly, it's I think that it's crazy that it was very obvious that Joel re-aggravated his knee injury against us uh, in Indy. And that has never been – nobody ever spoke on it. No talking heads in the media. Nobody ever said anything about it. They watched him limp around for a whole second half. Um, and then he misses the Denver game. And now it's a talking point and a surprise that he's not playing, even though it was clear that he had got hurt the game before. Um, and then he re-aggravates it again. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, Joel Embiid played 60 games this year doing what he's doing, which is one of the greatest offensive seasons we've ever seen, you're voting him MVP. It doesn't matter. So I think that uh, that's the tough part about it. And there's no right or wrong answer. Like, that's a problem, you know. But um, at the end of the day, I want to be on the floor. So, I mean, the fact that I have to play to to make All-NBA is not a problem for me. I just, you know, I'm hoping that, you know, I'm doing everything I can, you know, keep my body right and be able to play. but, yeah, it's definitely frustrating. I think it'd be frustrating for anybody that was put in this position. Um, but, I mean, listen, I'm not going to go. I mean, it's hard for me to, like, you know, go in the media and complain where I come from. The amount of money that I make currently and the amount of money I make moving forward is life-changing money. And, you know, money that I, I would have killed for as a, as a kid and, you know, my parents killed for for me growing up. So I understand that in the context of it, of course. Um, but that's that money that I could be missing out on. You know, if I don't play those games, um, it's also life-changing money um, on a bigger scale. So, um, yeah, I think there's no right or wrong answer. You just kind of got to go about it the way you can. Tyrese, if there's a media outlet where you just want to, you know, occasionally be able to voice yourself, you're more than welcome any time, right? I mean, we're all for it, right? 
We don't yeah. want to get anybody in trouble, yeah. but let's go, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, um, let me ask you this. If I'm looking at this optimistically, and when you have a player of your your rising star that then gets hurt, and fortunately it wasn't you know, a debilitating injury, but a nagging one, let's say. Um, if there's a silver lining I would look at, I would say maybe this gave Tyrese Halliburton an opportunity to see the game with Pascal Siakam now in there and different players to see it while sitting and watching and learning his teammates in, from a different vantage point. Is there any truth to that possibility? And is there anything that you saw from somebody where you're like, you know, I don't know that I've seen that on the floor. I need to keep that in mind when I'm back out there and meshed in with them. I don't think anybody on our team, I think that going into the season and just as time goes on, like if you're my teammate, I have a very, very good understanding of who you are as a player, what you bring to the table, how I can uh, help, you know, put players and put my teammates in the best position, how they can help me. Uh, so I feel like I have a good understanding of that. I think while I've been out the biggest – thing that I've been paying attention to is just Pascal being around him, how he operates on a daily basis. Um, I think he's a very underrated, I mean, not underrated, but I'm trying to think the right way to say this. Like from afar, you can't tell how good of a communicator he is and how willing he is to listen and, and those things. So like kind of being up close and, and personal and getting to hear him talk and getting to, you know, talk with him about, you know, things that I see for him or things that, I see when I get back that we'll be able to do just constant conversation. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, we played two games together. Um, and in both those games, I mean, last night I was on minutes restriction. The game before is my first game back. Like, we haven't got to play together, you know, when we're both in, like, rhythm and, and, and going. So that's the great part about the year is we got 30-something games left. And, um, you know, we just, we're just going to figure it out. And over time, that's the, the great part about adding, adding a guy mid-year, especially a guy of, of his caliber, that uh, where he's just going to fit in right, right away. Would you say that the acquisition, Tyrese Halliburton, our guest, Pascal Siakam, would you say that it creates uh, the most benefit or the most adjustment for you guys on the offensive end or defensive end? Um, good question. I, you know, I think that probably defensively, I think that he does things that, you know, we just needed more of. You know, he's a long wing that uh, can defend, can test shots, and guard multiple positions. I think, listen, at the end of the day, offensively, we're – one of the best offenses in the league, uh, and now we're adding an all-star. You know, we're adding an elite player to our offense. So it just it already flows so well. Like it's just a matter of him. You know, we've had some practice days now where he can kind of understand. Um, you know, the 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 randomness that we play in, but and like the we like to call it like controlled chaos. Like he understands that, and so I think that the the more time that goes on with him, the better it'll be, and just figuring out our spots and stuff like that. But I think defensively is where he's going to help us uh, the most. Um, and, you know, just offensively, when I'm off the floor, kind of just having another, you know, go-to scorer guy uh, definitely helps. You know, one thing about you, Tyrese Halliburton, our guest, I think you know this, Tyrese, but let me tell you the narrative when I talk to people like that are around your team and your franchise. Not, not your teammates, but people that are just around it. Okay, broadcasters, front office people, et cetera. Everybody tells me they're like, the thing about Tyrese Halliburton is he just has this it factor that rubs off on people in a positive way. He's always in a good mood. He always makes people feel comfortable, and it just is infectious in terms of being this overwhelming positive sentiment. Where does that come from? Uh, I think it's just a kudos to the way that I've been brought up and the way that I was raised. Uh, my personality is very similar to my dad's in that I'm just – 
I just enjoy life. My dad has always uh, just painted the picture to me of, of what life is and the reason that we're here on earth and, um, you know, kind of just have a good understanding of that. So I, I think that's, that's probably the biggest part of it. My dad just always has preached to me that he wants basketball uh, to be fun for me at all times. Like he never wants it to feel like a job for me. And we've had that conversation many and many a times. And that's why I just have fun with what I do just uh, because of the conversations that I have with my dad and um, who I am and what he's brought me up to do. And so I think that, that that plays, you know, probably the biggest part to it. Tyrese, but I had my buddy, Michael, who lives in Melbourne, Australia, just did the West coast trip with you guys. He literally flew from Australia to go to, to games and he sends me he was in he was at every game the whole time that he went to all those games he sent me three pictures one with his son with obi toppin one with his son having you sign his jersey and one with your dad i think your dad he was the most excited about actually of the three photos that he sent me yeah he's he's become ever since the in-season tournament he's become somewhat of a of a local celebrity of some sorts hey will you partake uh in terms of the all-star game tyrese halliburton our guest um I think it's so cool that you're a starter because I think the city kind of sees it as like you're our ambassador, right? Like you're the guy in, in more ways than one. I think you're aware of that. Uh, how much will you partake in the events? I don't know if like the three-point shootout has been set, but will you contemplate doing more than just the game itself? Yeah, uh, for sure. Um, um, I can't say everything that I don't know uh, the for sure is on everything, you know, quite – yet but um yeah i'm gonna do everything that i'm asked to do um i choked in the, the finals three-point contest last year so i'd like to get back there and uh and, and, and have a shot at winning that one um but yeah i thought i value this uh opportunity as, as definitely something for me that's very uh very much so just to be an ambassador of the event and so that's exciting for me and an ambassador for our city and uh, the organization and, and the fans and everybody. So I, I really look forward to it. Uh, like we always say, basketball is not just basketball in Indy. And I, I think that it's going to give another opportunity for Indy to showcase what it is as a city because I think that people don't think Indy has much to offer. But I understand there's been Super Bowls here, Final Fours here. Like this is a, a city that can put on large events very easily. Um, and so I'm excited for, you know, the other players and the people who are – you know, coming down for All-Star to, to experience the city a little bit more versus when they come here in January for a game on a Monday and, and it's and it's cold and they don't want to leave the hotel room. Pacers stars Tyrese Halliburton is our guest. Tyrese, when you look at now the addition of Pascal Siakam and, and as you get start to get healthier, when you look at the Eastern Conference, the NBA as a whole, and the Pacers kind of reminding everybody in that in-season tournament that, hey, we're not just a team on the rise, we're here to compete, we're here to contend – how close is this group to being to that next level where they are in the conversation for competing for Larry O'Brien trophy? Yeah. You know, I think that we're just a young group kind of figuring stuff out right now. Um, and, and our goal is not only to get to the playoffs, which of course is our goal, but we want to win in the playoffs. Like that's our goal as well. We don't want to like put a, uh, you know, a ceiling on what we can accomplish as a group. I think that we have the utmost confidence that we, no matter who we play on any given night, uh, we have a chance to win the game, a good chance to win the game. We like our chances to win the game. So um, I think for us right now, it's just I think just trying to take it a day at a time and understand how we can get better. Like, you know, film sessions, uh, shoot-arounds, practices, uh, all that stuff. I think that that really helps us grow as a team, um, and, and that's how we get better. So I think that that's 
the biggest part about it is just how can we get better on a daily basis and be ready to compete with the best. Um, you know, we've shown, we've beaten, um, you know, it feels like every top team in our conference and uh, teams around the league. So we know we can compete with anybody on a daily basis, but it's about creating consistency and, um, you know, just playing Indiana Pacers basketball and creating a brand of basketball that uh, leads to winning. And um, Yeah, I don't have to ask anybody. I know everybody's goal is to win a championship. That's more than anything my goal. So, um, you know, whatever it takes to do that, we're going to do. Tyrese Halliburton, our guest. All right, Tyrese, we're going to ask you a couple non-basketball questions. A little get to know, Tyrese. I don't know what there is about you we don't know at this point, but we're going to get to know a little more. Is that cool? Yes, of course. Okay. Uh, for starters, some of your outfits, because I know that you're you're a fashion guy, right? You've got a keen fashion that. eye. Now, there have been a couple where I, I've, I've been a little taken aback. Uh, I okay. love the one where you look like, I don't even know if you're aware of this, but everybody thought you looked like a 1930s newspaper boy. Do you know which outfit I'm oh, talking yeah. about? <laughs> yeah, 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 I heard it. I okay, heard now, it. Jimmy has a specific question about, about one article that you wore on the trip. Go ahead, Jimmy. Where did you get the bright neon green jacket that you wore during the Suns game? Because that thing oh, was it's phenomenal. A, it's, a, uh, it's Bottega Veneta. That's the brand it's called. Uh, but I got it in. And I was like, you know, I got to find a time to wear it. What a better time than Phoenix. Why not? Well, now, here's the thing. I, it looked like a rain jacket. And I'm like, you're in the desert, and it's probably hot there. But then again, maybe it was like drizzly and 50. I don't know. Is it a raincoat? It's like a. It's like uh, the material's weird. Yeah, it's kind of like a raincoat. Yeah, yeah. Material's weird. It, I, I probably won't wear it again. It's a little loud. <laughs> no, uh, I th- actually, but, it was a super cool color because I've never seen a jacket of that color. That's what made it cool, right? Yeah, 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 I thought I thought the material, like my teammates, were like, oh, the material on it is nice. So I, I, I thought it was a hit. I thought it was a good look. I think loud is the right term, though. It yeah. was, it was well, a little loud for now, sure. Now here's what was loud, Tyrese. <laughs> Let's be real here, okay? What's a little loud, and I know. Listen, I, I'm I'm older, okay? Uh, you had a pair of pants on over the weekend that I think it was on Friday night. It might have been the the Phoenix game. Uh, I'll, I'll just say simply wide legged pants. Is that correct? Oh, very wide leg. They were very wide leg. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, like at one point, I, I actually said, I go, you know, for example, uh, DeAndre Jordan, who's listed in the program as being 10 pounds heavier than Miles Turner. And I'm like, that dude's like 325, right? And I wondered if just even one of those legs like would be around the waist of, of DeAndre Jordan, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's a good point. I, you know, I probably could have went with some slimmer pants now I was thinking about it because the jacket was a little loud. So like if the jacket's a little quieter, I go with the baggier pants is like the the loud part of the outfit. But you look like you know Aladdin what? if you really want to know the truth. I mean, no, yeah. no offense, but you look like Aladdin, right? Oh, no offense taken. You know, I think that I thought it was a good fit. Uh, you know, I probably could have went some slimmer pants just because the jacket was pink and loud. But uh, you know, I thought it was I thought it was a good fit. It fit me well. You got anything special planned? You don't have to reveal it, but do you have anything special in the bag planned for All Star Weekend? You got to break regard? out the jacket oh. again. Oh, I mean, my states for All Star have been planned for months, so I'm I'm, I'm prepared. <laughs> hey, uh, Tyrese Halliburton, our guest. All right, how about this one? You are, I'm assuming you guys have already made the trip, and you're in New York now, correct? Current, yes, of course. Okay, so in an off day, I, I think you guys have already met and had meetings, but it, let's just say that that Coach Carlisle says, okay, you know, we'll we'll reconvene this evening or whatever else. What do you do in your off or free time when you're on the road in one of the great cities in New York City? 
Uh, well, today um, I had a meeting with Commissioner Silver this morning. Uh, I've never met him before, so it was just kind of an introductory meeting. I, I got drafted during COVID, so it's my first time meeting him. Uh, so that, I did that this morning. I got a team meeting at 1. We're going to watch some film on last night's game and prepare for New York. Uh, and then I got to go to a, a, a watch store uh, later. To, I got to get some replacement bands for my for my new watch. And then I go shopping and then probably go to dinner with some, some, some friends who live here and uh, then probably call it a night. I'm a huge watch guy, by the way, so I'm very intrigued there. Real quick before we let you go, uh, were you nervous to meet Adam Silver? Was it like going to the principal's office? No, no, not at all. He's a great guy. Uh, first time I read him, so it, it was cool. We had a good conversation. Okay, and then lastly, I think you and Jimmy Cook, who you just <laughs> – the other guy here, I, I think you guys are going to have uh, an arm wrestling match here. Jimmy is um, – it's almost scary how much he's a fan of Patrick Mahomes. He's been wearing Chief stuff every day for like three straight weeks. <laughs> how well did you at Iowa State know Brock Purdy? And I've seen that you've worn his jersey, so – um, do you talk to him? What is your relationship, and what is your thought on the Super Bowl? Yeah, we text from we text from time to time uh, when either of us are, you know, doing well. We 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 text each other congratulations and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I, I think that we met my freshman year uh, when we were both just two freshmen on campus, not really expecting to play. And then I think our lives kind of both changed very quickly. He got the starting job by game three. I was starting by game two. And I think it became pretty apparent to Cyclone fans that we were going to be a part of the future of Cyclone sports moving forward. Um, and so I think that we kind of just struck up a relationship from there. Coach Campbell, the football coach, uh, we used to do like biweekly meetings uh, about a book we were both reading on leadership. Um, so we, we, we've texted uh, pretty often. Um, I think both of our lives in college were just – so busy it's not like we spent a ton of time together by any means but uh both just always kept in touch and you know we would the time we spent together would be like on the bus going to class or actually in class we took like an accounting class together we had a stats class together uh so we you know sit together in class from time to time um so yeah yeah i think there's definitely um love and 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 a relationship there um i'm excited for the super bowl to see my boy there uh obviously he was not expected to be here uh so it's cool to see him kind of you know beating the odds and and, and competing the way he is i'm excited to, you know he's playing against um you know one of the greatest quarterbacks ever and and uh so i'm excited to see him go toe-to-toe with him and um I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. I'm, well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm having my Niners gear on. I hope the Ames Made Right comes up with the sandwich named for Tyrese Halliburton before Brock Purdy. That, that's my goal. <laughs> Although either one would be cool, and I and I'll have either one because Made Rights are the greatest sandwiches ever made. Um, that's a good boy. All right, meeting at one o'clock for Tyrese Halliburton. So he managed to squeeze us in, and it is greatly appreciated. Tyrese, best of luck against the Knicks, and we will see you. It sounds like. Uh, fingers crossed, on the floor for Sacramento back here on Friday night at the Fieldhouse. Enjoy Gotham, all right? Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, thank you. Tyrese Halliburton, the star of the Indiana Pacers, joining us on the program.